Hey guys, it's Christina. And before we get started, Mariah and I wanted to dedicate this episode to Chris and Melissa Adams, their beloved dog, June. They had to unexpectedly say goodbye to her, and we know how challenging these times can be. So we wanted to take a moment to remember her and all the special memories they shared over the years. And we're sorry for your loss. You know, hey, you guys were shocked. I was trying to look, see who's there, what's going on. <laughs> Make sure we weren't like running around. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with you, I wouldn't be surprised if anything. Oh my gosh, I know. You should hear some of the editing we have to do. I have this like, I I have like a partial turkey call that I like to do. It goes, Whoa! <laughs> <Okay. laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, all the podcast settings have to be set like down as far as possible for me because. I just scream at everyone. I was just telling Mariah, I was like, I really have like no direction with Chris today. I was like, I have so many things that I just want to talk to him about. Um, I feel like, I feel like you're like the jack of all trades when it comes to things like you, yeah. <laughs> you, you go to work, you build rods, you have a YouTube channel, you guide, you're a husband, you're a tournament fisherman, you're a skiff wrangler, you smoke cigars, you drink bourbon. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. Great podcast. See you later, guys. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I know. I was like, he has so many like great attributes. Like, I don't even know. I, know I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's bourbon, right? It is bourbon. Okay. That's yes. I'm always so I don't ever I don't know my like brown liquors very well. Like if it's brown, I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I just <laughs> No, I've never been a beer person. I just, I don't do it and it doesn't always agree with my stomach. And I always say that it, you know, makes me have to pee like a little kid. So I bring it, you know, I, people look at me and go, man, you, you don't have a beard and you don't drink beer. You, you must not fly fish. You must. Not. <laughs> That's so true. I didn't even really think about that. Like I, I feel like I've known you for so long. You're like one of the most serious fishermen I know. I don't even like judge you on anything like that. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. What are you? Are you drinking bourbon tonight? Uh, yes, of course I am. Of course you are. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I was going to tell you like pack a cooler full of two drinks <clears throat> for these episodes because we've been, that's our biggest dilemma these days that we're running into like people needing more drinks throughout the episode. I don't know what it is. We're just all alcoholics and just like blow through drinks. <laughs> yeah, all right. Absolutely. Well, you know, I could, I guess that's, you know, when you do something like this and you don't get to do it very often, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a, a crutch, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we, I, so if you need to get up and make a drink, please just let us know. We don't want you to be yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> all good it's all good cool. remember we live stuff for mud hole you know that's an hour and a half two hours so we have to do it live in studio so it's usually you know i'm fairly comfortable on this stuff yeah i i wa I, I watch you guys on those every now and then <laughs> yes i do i seriously <laughs> do i'm not even shitting you like this is not just for podcast fluff i'm not even kidding you i do watch it every now and then like hey it's you and hunter so i'm like yeah. I like, I 
these fellers. Like every now and then, I I don't watch much TV, but since since I've been in Costa Rica and Mexico, I play YouTube a lot more. So that's y'all are just background noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. want to learn how to rap a guide? Cool. Come on, you want to hear bad jokes? We got that too. So. <laughs> Uh, I agree. Okay, well, let's get into something more important. I want to talk about who Chris Adams is and some of the struggles that you face behind the scenes of fishing, like Crohn's disease and things of that nature. If you're comfortable talking about that. um, Oh, yeah. I've got like eight by ten glossies if you guys want me to hold some of this stuff up. But (laughs) no, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I want to talk about just things of that nature, anything to there to guiding and rod building. I don't want to spend too much time necessarily just talking about your job or anything, sure. and, but yeah. it is a part of who you are. And I think it's a really interesting thing, rod building. And, you know, maybe you could tell us about, um, I don't know, something that you find interesting. Cause I feel like if I ask maybe like, oh, well, what is something that's like, cool about rodville like it's just not it's a short conversation yeah, yeah it's kind of like a silly question so sure. if you are like this really cool thing happened or i think that people should know about this like i feel like i'm a huge advocate of people building rods because it yeah. gives you an opportunity to build something that's designed for you the way you like to fish um, right so things of that nature so anyway right please so, tell us about yeah. For the uh, for the rod building thing, I got into it because I couldn't find what I personally wanted. And uh, at the time, you know, growing up in Florida, we're lucky. We get to bass fish, we get to inshore fish, we get to offshore fish. It really doesn't matter, you know. It's you meet a lot of people in the industry that do it all if they're from the state of Florida most of the time, right? You know, and I think Texas is that way as well. Uh, anywhere up and down the Georgia, the Carolina coast, any of that, you know, you don't get too many people that are like, well, no, I only bass fish and I only like to bass fish. But so at that time I was doing both. I was tournament bass fishing. I was fishing inshore and, and I really had very particular wants and needs for stuff. So that's really where, you know, I don't have a huge sales pitch, even when I'm at my day job, uh, even whether I'm in the office or working remotely now down in South Florida, it's, it's a situation of if, if somebody, if you can't find what exactly you want, that's, that's the whole deal. Um, whether it was a flipping stick for bass fishing or now in my guide trips and for customers and things like that, I'm, I have very particular things that I do. And I think that if I have a rod built to do that very specific thing, which most of the time means throwing a certain lure or doing something like that. Um, fishing the flats and fishing ultralight tackle and little, you know, jigs and things. Um, I have a rod that is very good for that. And I think it, everybody then can excel at fishing that way. You can't just always like, oh, yeah, this is the rod that I brought to do this. And then I go, well, this is the lure that, you know, we're probably going to use. And it's like, oh, I can't throw that on that. And it's like, okay, well, then it's going to make it tough. You know, it, it would be like taking a really big fly or a really small fly and throwing it on, you know, a, a fly rod that is not meant to throw that. And then you'd have, you'd have a much harder time of doing it. So just being able to dial it in for me is, is really what's kept me in, involved in it for sure. Yeah, I think. 
that's a that's why I got into rod building because and it's funny because people are like, wow, you're so good at that. And I'm like, I yes, I have some things that I'm good at, but I lean into my equipment and I have tailored certain things <laughs> that really make me look like I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, I, you know, I don't build every type of rod out there. I mean, we just recently this past year, they drug me up to Wisconsin and <laughs> fishing and it's like. Yeah, I can build an ice rod. That's not my game. And, you know, I mean, it was successful and we did that and, and that's great. But where I would excel would be building a fly rod or some kind of light tackle or something like that. You know, once you know how to build a fishing rod, you can pretty much put a handle and guides and thread and finish on, on anything. Um, whether or not it looks professional is, is a whole nother ball game, but it's fish. Uh, so yeah, people are like, oh man, that looks incredible. It's like, well, yeah, that's, that's what I build the most of. Like you were saying, um, if you were to take a peek at that ice rod that I had, Ooh, man, it's, I might as well have just used like bubble gum and, you know, <laughs> you know, some nail finish and just, okay, yeah, here we go. So what I have like, I feel like all I want to do is talk about ice fishing, <laughs> but yeah, you know, surprisingly it was, it was pretty cool. I was. I'm never really somebody to bitch about doing anything like that because hunting or fishing, like I'm in, yeah. right? You really complain, but I hate the cold weather. I'm talking to hate it. <laughs> and uh, the good news was, is you know, I was prepared for it, so it, it made it it made it better. You know, we had we had bourbon on the ice, we had uh, all of our clothes and thermal underwear, and I mean, you know, I might not have been able to like put my arms down by my side. <laughs> Bet your ass I wasn't cold. <laughs> so, that's how it is. And, you know, they laugh at me even out on the skiff or on a bass boat. Like, they go, really? Are you bringing that? And I'm like, well, yeah. I said, uh, and then my one buddy always laughs because I told him one day, I said, you know what? You can call me anything, but you ain't never called me cold. That's <laughs> because I hate it with a passion. That is so funny. I feel like as like a woman, I feel like girls tend to like be cold, but I'm someone who's hot all the time. So sure. <laughs> I always well, laugh you know, about that when people are like, oh, I'm bringing a sweater for the morning. Yeah. I'm like, please. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I mean, Melissa, she she runs hotter probably than me. And it, it's funny. It's, you know, it's like they say, oh, you know, uh, a, a man and a woman or, you know, a, a couple comes together. One likes to go to bed at 10 p.m. and the other likes to wake up at 10 a.m. and they find each other and then they get married. And it's yeah. like nobody <laughs> nobody's the same. So, yeah, it's sometimes she will be out there like, golly, it's hot. And then look over and I'm in a hoodie. It's like, <laughs> what? So, yeah. That is so funny. I wish I kind of had that problem, but I don't. <laughs> Hey, at least, you know, you're somewhere where it doesn't snow. Definitely doesn't snow now. Yeah. If So for like, I feel like you kind of touched this, but when I build rods and I don't know how you do, but I don't ever build them for aesthetic reasons. I kind of just build them for functioning. So it's like just throw some black line on there and whatever thread and call it a day. Um, do you have any, like for someone who 
if you all of your years of doing this, if you've like, what is the one rod that you built or have seen someone build or that you suggest people build that you are like, man, y'all are really missing out on this. Like I'm telling you, if you were to get this rod, this technique, what your your technique or your skills will improve or and I know that's a really hard question. I know there's probably not one rod, but I I know yeah. because you talk to people all day long about this, like I feel like there's got to be some sort of direction at some point you consistently find yourself. Yeah, you know, it's it's probably if it if it was like bass related, um it would probably be like a good quality flipping stick. Okay. You know, it, it would be one that and the best part about that is those are usually pretty like, uh, you know, bare bones. Like it is only meant to do one thing and do one thing really, really great. So for anybody that likes to fish heavy cover, you can, like you said. And of course, Hunter and I joke about that all the time. It's like, yeah, I've got a black reel seat with black guides on here with black thread. And yeah, that's it, you know, because it is meant to be just such a workhorse that you don't have to get fancy and you can just go out and not have to worry about most of the time, not worry about breaking it. You can catch big fish doing it. And it's something that we all have to have in Florida, you know, as, as a bass rod. So that would be one that, you know, I, I think that one, because everybody has like, oh, I can throw a worm on this rod. Uh, you know, yeah. you can probably play with just anything off the rack. But for something as particular as a flipping rod, I would say, you got to build one. Maybe that's it. Okay. You know? I didn't, so. I don't think I saw that coming as an answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. That was the answer. Cause when you say that and I think about it, like that is one of the rods that I invested more energy in figuring out than other rods. Like you said, you, know, you can find it like worm rod or whatever. My worm rod I use for like eight other things too. <laughs> well, that's, that's too. Yeah. You just buy that and you can just do anything with it, but it's, <laughs> That's why the flipping rod is, is so kind of specialized in particular, why you need to do it right. Cause it's, I mean, granted we built the same flipping rod that I use to flip heavy cover for bass. We just built it spinning and caught sailfish with it in Stewart. So, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, that's a whole nother like rabbit hole to go down. That would be, you know, uh, so that's the best part is, you know, you can pretty much do a lot with it, but you can only do one thing in the bass world with it with pretty it. much. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. Cool. That's good. That's good to know. Okay. So guiding, you just moved to Boca. Yep. Okay. Are you, do you guys like, do you guys like it? Yeah, we, we love it. I, I really liked some of the friends we had in central Florida. Uh, I really liked Mudhole, the team that we've got marketing. And, and just in general, it's great. Um, but my God, did I hate Central Florida. <laughs> I'm, and Melissa didn't like it. Uh, you know, she had the horses there and all that stuff. And, you know, I lived in Jensen Beach a little bit. Um, when I was away at school at Old Miss, my parents moved from Jacksonville to Jensen. And, of course, we still have family in Stewart and all that. But I lived there during the summer, worked at a marina and whatnot. And I always wanted to come back, whether it was in, you know, Martin County, Palm Beach County, somewhere there. I, I never really probably wanted to live in like Dade or, you know, in Miami. If I was not married, 
I probably would <laughs> do it and bear it and do nothing but fish and, and live down there. But um, it that's a whole nother world for sure. Um, but yeah, we, we love it down here. We live in just a small little place and we don't have any kids or nothing. So it doesn't really matter. You know, <laughs> got, a, got a one car garage that the boat's in and the cars are out front. Uh, and yeah, I can, you know, I can get to Isla Mirada in two hours. I can fish where I fish in Biscayne Bay in an hour. Uh, I can go to Stewart and run offshore and catch sailfish or do snook fishing in, you know, an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, so it's, and then on the weekends, we go to Lake Boca, the sandbar. We party, <laughs> we party at the sandbar. So I saw that. I yeah. Mean, I, that's so sweet. I was like, oh my gosh, they get to go to the sandbar. Like, I don't think I ever get to see you guys. Well, I do when you fish Mosquito Lagoon, I feel like, but yeah, that's not really a sandbar. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's but, you know, the, the wonderful thing about the move down here and, and me kind of taking a little bit of, you know, the wife really wanted a change. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. And, and you know, I kind of had to go to to the head chief at, at Mudhole and be like, Hey, you know, there's kind of this opportunity and I don't want to really leave you guys, but can we work something out? And so I took some, you know, steps back from the different roles I was doing at Mudhole and, you know, they worked with me, which was great. And so now it allows me to, which is, is wonderful guide and fish during the week and the weekends, if I want to fish on the weekend, I can, or we just go to the sandbar. So that, that makes it so much nicer than to have to like scrap and grin and bear it on the weekend and try to fish and guide and do all that. I mean, you know, I won't, I won't turn down if somebody's like, yeah, well, I want to go on a trip, but I can only fish Saturday or Sunday. Oh, that's yeah, that's fine. But it's, it's nice when you're just not pinned into that thing anymore. A hundred percent. It's so awesome when I talk to you and you're like, yeah, I'm just working from home for Mudhole. And I'm like, oh, because I remember when you were talking to me about moving, I was so, I was like, man, he has such a good job. It's such a great company to work for, like great people. Like you're passionate about what you're doing. Like it's such a unique thing. Like that is going to be so hard to find. And oh, yeah. I was, I was so happy to hear that they were willing to work with you because I feel like nowadays companies would be idiots not to work with people. Like we right. can you're not moving out of the country. You're not moving out of the state. Like you, you're three hours away. Like you need to drive up there. You drive up there for the day, come home. <laughs> like, right. right. Yeah. And I go up there for three or four days every about three weeks when we do the live show. So I actually go up and stay up there and I'm there three, four days. I get everything done. I need to get done. And then I come back. And then today we have different things that, you know, I can shoot video at home and we, handle things remotely just you know it's not a huge deal if i was just in the cubicle next to somebody else anymore really you know so yeah. i mean yeah especially with some of the team that you have at any company if you've got somebody that's been there i mean i've been there now seven years almost it'll be seven this fall so it's one of those deals it's wow. like i was very thankful to hear that they were like yeah well you know i mean they weren't just gonna like turn me loose with a blank check and whatever but it was cool that we were able to like come together and be like, okay, we're willing to do it if you're willing to do this. And and I was like, well, I'm willing to do that if you're willing to do this. And yeah, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't any point finger pointing or yelling or anything. It was just, it was really nice. Hell yeah. Shout out to Mudhole for being a good company. <laughs> <laughs> 
We don't even have to add in the party horn. Mariah just does the party horn. <laughs> hey, everybody's got. I do it like at least one episode. <laughs> she does. Well, at least dude, once an not, episode. Would, how come my episode didn't get the party horn? <laughs> you would. <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> Well, this is really awesome. I'm like really excited for you guys. I'm excited to get home and have you guys closer as well. So we can do some huh? hood rat things, sandbars and stone crabs oh. and whatever. Just uh, all of it. All of it. And I can, I can be out there in Fern and you can be out there in your $100,000 skiff running Easy. around. <laughs> yeah, right. Good night. As you sure, no doubt. Wait, what? Could you repeat that? I said, as you catch more fish, no oh. doubt. Yeah. You know the you know the clonky boats always catch more fish. So. Always. 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 Oh, you got camouflage, so you're cheating. That's true. I am camouflaged. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really loud, so I'm not really that camouflaged. Well, it fits you. The boat fits you well. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, cool. So. Um, yes, thank you. I think so too. They're like, it's like a, like a pet, you know, like your boat just right. kind of like finds you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how are you? Yeah. Anyway, how long have you had your boat, your new boat? Like not even a year, right? No. Well, so it's, you know, when I moved, so I had, I had a Chittam built in, uh, the fall of 2018. Oh. And that was when I was guiding the Mosquito Lagoon a lot. Um, we built it, we built it really lightweight. We built it with a side console with a 50 Tahatsu on it. And it was great. Um, and I used to run down here and fish, you know, I used to do that crazy shit. We'd leave at one o'clock in the morning, drive four hours, fish all day and drive four hours home all in one day. But, um, <laughs> I was doing that when I was, you know, scouting down here since uh, we started coming down in 2017. Um, and then that was kind of the reason why I built that boat because it was lightweight and it was a wonderful boat, but it still had a 12 degree bottom on it, which I was coming out of a, an OG, one of those 2004 professionals from Hell's, Hell's Bay. Yeah. There was a great boat. Um, it was just a little too flat to run some of this big water down here. And I was able to find a compromise between a boat that I could fish in the lagoon with very good, uh, very well, I should say. And then I can pull it down and fish Miami. So I actually just am in the process. I moved to another skiff. Um, I sold that <clears throat> that boat to a, a good friend, somebody that knew knew the boat, and I put it up for sale, and it was like 12 hours, you know, and he called. I told him about it, and then I don't know if he, like, really got the vibe that it was going to go until he saw it go up, you know, on social media, and then he was like, ah, I couldn't stand it, you know. We <laughs> We talked the next morning at like 7 a.m. after I put it up. And he's like, well, what if I want it? And I'm like, well, if you want it, then we can do it. So, yeah. And, uh, and really, to be honest with you, the only reason I was going to it and was in the process of either going to build a new boat or go to a new boat was I am getting more trips. I'm running more guys down here and having three total people in the skiff, you know, having me and two clients. Um you know, if you got a side console, we run some big water. I mean, you fish the bay, you know, I think with Hansen. So, I mean, it, it can get nasty, like, real fast. And, you know, having a third customer, whether it's a 65-year-old man or woman or a little kid, like, nobody wants to ride on a cooler seat, you know, like straddling a coffin box <laughs> across that place. So, 
I needed to go to a side console and I'm in the process of, you know, thinking if I'm going to build a new boat, I did buy a boat in the meantime, I actually bought a Hell's Bay Biscayne. So, um, so which what, is, so that's what you have right now at a Hell's Bay Biscayne right okay. now. Really? And then like maybe three people know that. Cause I haven't, I mean, okay. it, just, it literally just happened like in the last three days and it's not like that, you know, I mean, I'm nobody, you know, I didn't <laughs> contract with a new gift manufacturer, you know, I'm not, not Aaron judge out here signing 10 figures with a, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I bought, it was a great skiff. I found it, a uh, cool guy up near Orlando and, um, it's a 13, but you know, they, Hell's Bay did a great job on refitting some of the things they resprayed the non skid. I mean, it looks great, you know? So, uh, cause you had mentioned I've got, uh, I've got Crohn's going on. So I'm actually going in for uh, a surgery in October which hopefully, you know, is going to going to change my life for the better. But I just wasn't sure that I wanted to plop down a big pile of money uh, for a boat that was going to be built that, I mean, the skiff guys now, I mean, across whether it's Chittam, Hell's Bay, Maverick, you know, uh, there's other major companies out there. But I mean, the shortest build time right now is, you know, six, seven, eight months. Is it that? Okay. I thought it was in me a year. Well, yeah. I yeah. Already... Ch Chittam is 12. Okay. Uh, Ells Bay is 14 right now. Okay. Uh, and that's, you know, I can't speak for any others, but, but yeah, I mean, who I spoke to just in, in talking, um, that's, that's what it was. So I'm either going to run this boat as an interim boat, or I'm just going to think, I love it. You know, I've, I ran it all this past weekend. Uh, we fished three days and then we did a sandbar day and, uh, yeah, it's killer. Uh, you know, I love it. So. Are you ha more? So I have a few things I want to say. One, obviously <laughs> I have zero concept of time because I was like, Oh, he got a chit. I'm thinking in my brain that it's like brand new still in my, in my yeah. brain. Like you've only had this for like a year when you've had it for like yeah. four. <laughs> anyway, right. I am just obviously like not very good at that. Do I still have you? Yeah. Hang okay. on. I just, I put like literally do not disturb on this deal <laughs> and it's still disturbing. Uh, I don't know what <laughs> actually, you know what? Hang on. I think I, it's still disturbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stand by. Okay. Are you doing guys? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Oh, so I did airplane mode, but kept the Wi-Fi rolling. So I think I got you guys. Oh, okay. You'll probably still, it's okay. It's not bothering me. I just wanted to make sure I still had you, but you'll probably still get yeah. things. <laughs> Come probably. Somehow. Uh, we're fishing. Uh, out of <laughs> um, so, so back to you that, yeah, that you thought I'd had the chitum like minutes and I'm an idiot. While you're, while you're gallivanting across Central America. Right. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. Sometimes I'm like, just like no concept of time or things anyway um do you yeah i had no idea well congratulations on the new boat i mean it's very new used boat which is really exciting yeah those are the best boats anyway right like absolutely i'm, I'm for yeah. the boats bro when you rub up against a dock or you know a client like drags something on the deck you're just like yeah it's it's not brand new so it's okay <laughs> but it's i mean for me i'm pretty picky you know me but uh it, it stings a little less when it's not a brand new boat, for sure. It does sting yeah. a little less. <laughs> it 
does. For sure. Congratulations on on being able to buy one at this market right now. It's so crazy. The used and new market is insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just, I was able to, you know, find, sell mine and find one. And, you know, somebody was like, oh, how could you sell yours and then buy one in this crazy market? And I'm like, well, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's all a little bit relative because we, it's the same with the housing market. And we have friends that are like, Hey, we could sell our house and make $200,000. And it's like, yeah, but so now you're going to go out and buy what, you know, they're like, <laughs> exactly. well, yeah, sell it for five, but to find something that we like, we're going to have to spend more than that. And it's, it would be the same if the mar- the, the skiff market had crashed. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, like, yeah, I would sell my skiff and people like, golly, I can't believe that's all you can get for that boat. Well, yeah, but then also the next boat you buy, if you're buying it close, it's also going to be low, you know, so it's whatever. I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over it. Financing 101 with uh, Chris Adams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, do that. Don't, don't listen to me in finance. I, but it, I, I tell people when they go, oh, what did you graduate with? I said, well, I had a marketing degree. I said, but I could have double majored in finance with all the finance classes I took. It was just, I only took one class. I just failed it so many times. I was in there three or four times. So, yeah. So, Don't talk uh, to me about this. So that, that's why I pays the bills. No telling where we'd be. I know, right? I was just going to say, I'm like, this is this is what your wife does. She This is the other side. She picks up the side that you're not very good at. It's her job. That's, that, <laughs> we have three skiffs and four trucks and hunting probably a mess. <laughs> I have a speaking of selling and buying boats and things uh, before we move on when you listed your Chittum and your buddy saw it for sale did he message you and say like is this for still for sale um no <laughs> like the yeah. Facebook thing like, I know is this it's still like, available <laughs> it's been seven minutes you know he actually uh he sent me a message because um he, you know, he's, he was familiar with the brand and also familiar with my boat. And he was like, Hey, make sure, you know, make sure you tell him this or make sure you tell him that. And, and he's an older guy. So, and he's very knowledgeable in all this. So he was like, you know, make sure that they know that it's that and it's that. And I was like, yeah, cool. I appreciate that. And I went back in and edited a few little things to, to put that in there. And then that was like late on a Sunday. And then I got the text message like the next morning at like, you know, 7 15 a.m that was like hey chris i hope i'm not texting you too soon but can we can we talk about the boat <laughs> you know after he was like you know helping me sell it uh or, you know he was looking out for me you know like a like a, a good friend does then i guess maybe he slept on it and he was like hey can we talk about that <laughs> you know and then and i was like well you know we can because i also have like two phone calls i have to make after this that I got, you know, people wanting to talk and about it or whatever. So he was like, yeah, 10, 15 minute phone conversation. It was gone. So, well, that's badass. Good yeah. I went to, went to a good guy. So yeah. I'm glad. that's always, that's always the best way to sell something. I feel like, right. Well, not always the best way. Cause I bought a trolley motor from someone and it didn't work. And 
Sure. They didn't fucking use it, and they said it. Whatever. I it should. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But my point is, is that in a situation like this, I think that's such a great way to sell it. Because then you can still live like vicariously through him. Like you know, like how how well, is she I'll doing? Know. Yeah, and enough to take care of it. Like I took care of it. I mean, you know, I took it back to I took it back to Chittam and talked to the boys there because he was going to come get it from there. Uh, just because our schedules are, are, you know, just off a little bit from where he's at and how busy he is and, and how busy I am. And I told him, I was like, do you want me just to take it to Chittam? And he was like, yeah, that'd be a great idea. And I was like, perfect. So I dropped it off and they were like, do you even use this thing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I'm always, that's just how I've always been. My dad was like that. And so, you know, when you look at my gear or the boat or whatever it's always you know it's just how i am top notch yeah that's yeah. that's good I, I like that um you would die if you got on fern mm-hmm. <laughs> yep because that's a polar opposite of what fern is well you know it's not a big like i don't i don't freak out and get the willies when i get on a boat that's like that if it was mine then I have a problem but yeah i don't i don't mind getting it's not like oh my god take me back to the dock right now I don't know. <laughs> I throw away my shoes after I fish on the couch. <laughs> I'm cracking this shit in my truck. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not that it's dirty. It's more just like some things like I kind of like just ghetto rig it or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I just like, I'm like, well, you have to like clap your hands three times and like elbow it and then like flip it on and off and then I'll start working. <laughs> well, I'll know what I'm in for next time. This is great. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. actually gets on to me about taking care of her and she's like it's okay it's fine leave it oh yeah like, i know like you don't have to do that it's fine yeah. i'll clean it when so i like, get home I, I do a little like like wipe something off the gel coat she's like ah it's fine yeah i'm like it's fine i'll just take the pressure I'm washing saving that for later yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. okay cool so now you're guiding on a hell's bay yeah yeah okay awesome what do you have in yeah. store do you have a bunch of trips coming up now that you've moved and you're so much closer and now you can invest so much more time into this is it rolling out the way you want it to well, so we moved back in april and um you know i'm of course i'm the new guy on the scene uh which is fine by me uh i've i've been at this you know long enough whether it was when i was working at trek and and traveling with people and and that out of, out of school and um, you know, and I had gotten out of guiding after I left Trek, but the people and is what really brought me back. So, you know, then I was, we were living in central Florida and doing Mosquito Lagoon. So that's where I kind of got going there. But I knew that's where I just, I didn't want to be for ever, you know, and, uh, started coming down here and that's just what I wanted to do really. So just came down here since about 2017 ish and then uh you know it was like summer of 17 and then we just kept rolling and i would come down and fish and stay and you know i'm i'm not somebody that fishes with a lot of people i don't know if you catch that vibe yes but, yes and it and it's not because i'm it's not because i don't like people and it's not because i'm not fun to be around i am an extrovert like <laughs> a over it's just i don't i don't like thinking that somebody might, you know, steal my shit or, and I'm not even, even if we were to go somewhere new, I don't, 
you know, I have one or two guys, and maybe this is from like tournament bass fishing and all that stuff and keeping mm. my close, but you are just not going to see me post on Instagram like, hey, I got an open seat tomorrow. Who wants to come fishing? Yeah. Uh, and it's not because I don't like people because I love people, but I go out, I would rather go out there and grin and bear it like pulling around alone than. Because then that guy tells two people, and those two people tell two people, and then took, and that just that sucks. No, I get you know? that. I've been trying to sell haunts and spots on the black market for years. Right. I right. Mean, it's just I don't know if it's he's finding people or not, but I'm I'm working hard, working hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it, it does kind of suck. I mean, I, I guess that's part of the uh, you know you get judged by social media kind of thing when I. You know, it doesn't really me, but I just know, you know, you, you probably in, in general for anything you do anymore, you get you get dinged. For oh, yeah. It. Oh, you're it's, definitely. Yeah, you're definitely getting dinged for things that you do these days. It's it's scary. Like just doing this, what we're doing right now is like freaks oh, yeah. me out all the time. And I know there's going to be some times where I'm going to makes the people angry, but it is what it is. And I'm on your side of this. I actually value people almost more. And I don't know if maybe value is the right word. I respect. I I probably respect people more who fish by themselves or just fish with their close friends because the people who just willy-nilly bring all these people all the time, like kind of like, I don't know. It's just weird to me because I can't relate to it because I'm not like that. I'm, I'm the same way. And, you know, I, I've got mad respect for you putting this stuff out, you know, put a podcast and really like pouring yourself into it because, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of, I mean, I wouldn't say a bunch. It, well, you might get a bunch, very little you know about. Hell, I don't know. But, you know, it's just one of those, like, you're going to catch shit or somebody's going to talk about it or some whatever. But, you know, it, at least at least you're doing it. You know, I mean, at least you're trying to do something that you really like and, and all that. So, yeah, that's just I just try to, you know, especially now that I'm new down here, um, just I don't want to I try not to get in people's way. I try not to do certain things. And the good part is, is I think that, you know, me just turning 39 years old I and, and being around long enough, you know, I know how to not cut people off if I don't want to cut people off or I know, <laughs> I know not to like burn flats and. The, the problem is, is there's too much of that going on, whether they do it on purpose because of the mentality of like, you know, well, fuck everybody else or fuck you, or they like don't know out of, you know, ignorance, but that's really, I don't think it's really any excuse anymore. Me too. I feel that way. We, we just have too many resources, whether it's. Yeah, because let's be honest, whether you have a whether you have a fern or whether you have a hundred thousand dollar skiff with the latest and greatest shit, you should be able to run around in a place that, you know, whether it's Mosquito Lagoon or whether it's the Keys or whether it doesn't matter where, you should at least do a little homework that has nothing to do with uh hey, hey bro on Instagram <laughs> that I you you, can you hook me up with some spots like just go on google earth and be like oh there's a sandbar there right or or there's like get a free navionics 
chip on your phone. It, you just it's an app, man. They have an app for that. You know, it's free. And then you can run around some of these places and be like, oh, man, why are those guys screaming and yelling at me? And it's because you just ran across a flat <laughs> or, you, you know, you blew, you know, a, a Poland troll zone or you blew, you know, whatever. Because the problem is, is that somebody that's local or somebody that values that resource in one way or another is going to tell you that you're fucking up. And the problem is, is most of those people's like reaction is like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> that's ridiculous why would you why would you do that like you either just burned a flat or you probably were doing something that was ridiculous enough and you were close enough to that person that you could see them having a fit over something you were doing which is again a problem so yeah I, i don't know and I don't need to go on a soapbox. I love this. I love this. Oh, this yeah. Is, this, is so, so, this is so good and something that 100% needs to be talked about because you're right. It's absolutely unacceptable. Like, it is – We it, whether – like, I don't even know where to begin because whether you drive a car or you're walking on a sidewalk, sure, you might have just got this new boat, but you, you've driven a car and you've walked on a sidewalk prior to this. Do you like it when people cut you off or r- try to run you over in any of those situations? Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Do it's- you climb over a trash can to do something? No. So why are we driving across a flat to do something? Sure. And, you know, people are going to make mistakes and – I, I will say that, you know, I have been, you know, lucky enough to have met a number of great guides and people in all, you know, whether it's fishing in North Carolina or traveling to South America or fishing down here. And I will be the first person to say, hey, if I like fuck up out here because I didn't know or I did so, just call or text me and be like, hey, you shouldn't have done that because you were running too close to something or like whatever. Right. But the problem is, is that nobody wants to own up to it. Right. You know, if if somebody's like, Hey, you really screwed up. Don't do that again. That person like gets the mentality of like, well, who do you think you are to tell me like whatever, rather than that person probably knows (laughs) they should. I mean, let's be honest, you know, like, yeah, there's still some people that are like, I have no idea what I did wrong, which at times is scary. But <laughs> mo- most of the time, the reason that that person is is chirping back with an F-bomb is because they know they screwed up and they just don't care about that other person. But, you know, they, they should just own it and be like, yeah, hey, I'm really sorry and I won't ever do it again. And the guy that's like the guy or girl that's like, hey, that's really stupid. Don't do that. Well, then have more respect for that person because they just owned it. And they're like, yeah, okay, you won't do it again. Perfect. All right. Oh, and they might say, oh, and by the way, around the next curve is another flat. So be careful. Stay to the left side so you don't do that again. But if you just flip that guy off and, you know, keep moving, that guy's not going to give you any knowledge or help or, yeah, he's going to hope you hit the next rock pile. Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's. He's praying, praying that you do. <laughs> Around that corner, he's yeah. going to listen to that motor. hope that motor yeah, comes well. out. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's really good advice that you're saying because 
I feel like I do this, but you're right. I guess like a lot of people maybe don't do that because I'm always I'm I have so much anxiety. So I carry it with me when I like I've been doing so many of the same types of fishing. So I, I find myself like not necessarily having to ask people if I'm doing something wrong or it's a new area. Sure. Like I kind of stick to my little my lane and my program. But duck hunting. This has been a whole experience for me where yeah. I am like terrified of being this guy that drives across mm-hmm. a flat or that fucks something up or is like has bad etiquette anywhere. I am sure. so terrified. I, I will get on the water three hours before anyone else just because I'm so afraid of having a malfunction and I'm the guy that's like trying like running a family member over in the dark, you know, like. Right. Right. I'm just so afraid, but that's great advice. Like you said, you, you didn't, you said it and you didn't say it at the same time. Like the, Hey bro, can you just give me some spots? You know, it's like what right. people should really be, how I feel like the conversation, a great entry to something like that is like, Hey, I have never been to Biscayne before. Do you have any advice on like what I shouldn't be doing or what I should be looking out for? Because in reality, yeah. no one should be asking for fishing spots. Like, the, right. the amount of resources that are available for someone who wants to put any bits of and just try a little bit, just try right. to figure it out. Like, it doesn't mean it's a good spot, but just a l- slight attempt. You got to spend time on the water just because you tell me like, hey, I went here and did really well. Like, you should go try. That doesn't mean I'm going to do well. I'm not you. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. But, but like you said, you know, and that's you could say like, hey, is there like. If I'm out there running around, what do you, you know, and we actually, you know, we saw people do that this weekend. We were pulling a flat and somebody's just running by us in like a, you know, a 31 footer with, you know, twins. And they just like run aground, like right in front of you. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're looking at them kind of like, I get maybe that you can't wrap your head around the fact that I'm pulling, you know. They're maybe just like, what are these guys doing with this long stick? I I get that. But the person that ran aground, like my buddy Jason was like, dude, he had to avoid that marker to (laughs) run aground that said, you know, like, don't come over here. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like, and it doesn't have anything to do with a language barrier or anything like that. It just is like, there's a huge marker right here. You probably, you probably shouldn't, you know, come this close. <laughs> Plus the water is crystal so clear. clear, crystal clear. So it's like that water green and that water, like the grass is sticking up a little bit. Why, why are you going to run across it? You know, and it's, and it's not like they have to go like nine miles out of their way. Right. Like they, they, they hit it and could have missed it by like a hundred feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's it. And you know, the, the boat was a new boat. There's, and you know, they got a graph on there and even with the cheapest Navionics or whatever chart they've got, it's probably got some kind of shading on there that says like, this is a no move right? zone. Yeah. This is a bad shade zone. <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. go here. <laughs> Something. And this is how I feel like at the end of the day, if you're not that knowledgeable, like uh, trust me, I've made mistakes. Like you said, I've been places to where I'm embarrassed of the things I did, especially learning Mosquito Lagoon. Oh my Lord. There are, I have not necessarily like drove across the 
pulling trolls on or did anything like that. But I, right. I'm sure I've done something wrong. I'm sure of it. And I've, I've tried, you know, I try to get people to go with me or take me so I could learn it. And it's just building confidence. Like, I don't even want you to show me where fish are. Like, just help me. Right. Like once I got a boat, cause I learned to fish Mosquito Lagoon out of a kayak. Right. I and, remember that. Yeah. And then I got a boat. And so I was like, Oh, so like I can actually do damage to things now. <laughs> like I really need some educating and it was just a lot of work and a lot of like, it was a lot of me not capitalizing on areas because I was hesitant and scared. And I, I wish more people would like where you are. I just, like you said, like the basic graph is going to show you where the channel is. Like if you don't know what you're doing, just don't go out of the channel. Like you just don't I, get that option. <laughs> like you just don't right. go out of the channel. <laughs> just no, it, stay in your it, lane. <laughs> just go to Bass Pro Shops and buy a hot spot map. And it will show you like this area is like 0.5 feet deep. Oh my so, like, gosh. Just be careful. Can That's someone, it. I just found a market for something. You know how GPS, like your car GPS has different languages, like yeah. funny ones. There needs yeah. to be a fishing map, like a chart that says like, don't fucking go here. <laughs> it's like an adult coloring book. Yes. Cause I think, I think we won one of those, or, you know, you picked one of those in like a white elephant kind of like yeah. party and you get it. And it's like, you open the page and it's like, you know, Santa, but Santa's like flipping you off, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. There you go. Take it, run with it. It needs to Costa Rica, right? <laughs> yeah. There needs to be something like that because what the heck, how that would be such a user-friendly tool. Like, Boating for dummies, but like you just plug it in or it's an app you download and you just, okay, I'm going to stop giving y'all my ideas. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you better, <laughs> you just I did want to say something and I feel like I might've forgot it already, but damn it. It was something to do when we were talking about this guy. Oh, the clear water and things. So Andy sent me a video. And of course, like we've all seen these thousands of videos on social media where people running stuff over, sure. but that, that's what blows my mind is when I'm like, I see a video and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so, I feel so bad for them. Like, cause sometimes I like, I don't find it funny. Like where I'm like, you can yeah. tell that this was avoidable, but it's a little bit difficult. Like there's a gray area there. And then there's the videos where like, it's crystal clear water, the sun is out and it's like white capping over a sandbar. And I'm like, yeah, right. And there's have... rocks out of the water. Right. He sent me a right. video of this and I'm like, how? Like the boat is like angled with the like bow oh, in this. Like, I'm not even sure. Like, I feel like you had to literally just get, put the boat in the water and just like close your eyes and just start driving around. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I got the family and everybody. We're just going to go. Through town. Yeah. And the worst part is then they got 10 people on the boat with them. You know, <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> it's like, Whole family's dead. Like, geez, we just killed yeah, everybody. Everybody in the front of the boat. <laughs> I know. One day I'm going to talk to one of these people and be like, bro, what the hell happened here? I don't think, have you ever done something like this? Have you ever hit anything? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I hit one one time. Uh, I ran aground in Mosquito Lagoon, actually. Um, and it was... It was because I was learning, you know, 
the lagoon has very little tide. Yeah. Right. Um, and the time of year that I was there, you couldn't, you couldn't really see the bottom and there's not big areas of like channel markers. Mm -mm. So I was running in the channel that is not marked with channel markers, but you just know it's in the channel. And I was like, I just cut the channel on a, on on an S curve. I just cut it a little too short. You know, I cut it, cut it tight on one side. Um, they ran around and was just like, all right, well, th- there's that track on the GPS. You know? and, um, because it, it had like, you know, it, it had like, hey, this is a sandbar and this is whatever. But, you know, I, I didn't run across, like cut across. I just I hit it. I cut it too close on the edge. And of course, some of those things move a little bit. I mean, that's not like a great because I still hit it. And uh but yeah, that was that was my kind of like the time that I hit something and stopped, and then I just got out of the boat and pushed it off. Yeah. You know, it wasn't now. Ah, here's the boat on its side <laughs> over a big pile of rocks, kind of <laughs> over another <laughs> boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, you know, we've we've hit random things like ghost traps and and things out there like that. Yeah. Uh, or you'll be running and you know that the water's low. And you go through this one area, which, you know, unfortunately, there used to be a lot of grass in Mosquito Lagoon, but there's not anymore. There's a bunch of people that are fighting hard for it, and I, I really commend them. But, you know, there's a, a few areas that are really just pure sand bottom, and at low water, it's like, you just got to go, you know. And, you, you know, you feel, the, you feel the skag touch a little bit, but oh, yeah. um, there's a couple cuts. But, yeah, I, I ran aground for sure. Yeah. I have uh, I don't want to say I haven't anywhere else because I feel like then that's just that's setting me up for the next time <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slam into something. But uh, yeah, I just remember like kind of coming to that stop and you're just like, oh man, well that's that's something. You yeah. just trim it up. Most of the time with our boats, as long as you you right. know don't hit something ridiculous, you just get it out and push it off. Yep. You know. So. Yep. And thank thank goodness it wasn't oyster bars. <laughs> right. Well, and that's what I was going to say is like. It's, it sucks doing this, and I actually was the one of the only places I ever had an issue with Fern is Mosquito Lagoon, almost essentially doing the exact same thing. Um, but it is. It's with our boats, it's easy. You just get out and push it off. It's not the end of the world. It's not, this isn't the nice part, but at least it's not oyster bars, you know, everywhere. Yeah. It's like only, – Only the northernmost part typically right. has – most of it is, right. is either hard sand, soft sand, or some sort of a grass muck thing. Exactly. And if you get out, it's like up to your esophagus. So you're it like, can't. yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, at least that's the nice thing is that you're usually, if, I feel a little bit braver there doing certain things. I'm like, well, it's just mud, I guess. Sure. I just whack something. But we actually like one time in Costa Rica, I don't think I've ever really like hit something bad, but we like hit a rock. In Costa Rica, <laughs> I was like, Oops. there's nothing like fiberglass against a rock noise. Like, no, it was awful. Yeah, it it sounded it like sounded way worse. It sounded way worse than it actually was. But anyway, I remember thinking like, I don't want to ever hit anything. Like, I don't ever want to be this person that's like on the jetty. Like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. God no. <laughs> Enough about hitting things. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't want to set all of us up for failure here. I'm not going to be in my own boat for God only knows when. So, 
we don't want to set you up for failure. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, two things. Guiding. Yeah. I want to talk about you and some of your guiding and where people yeah. can find you and some of the good times of the year when people should try to book you and some of your stronger, um, like some of your stronger strengths, I guess, and like something yeah. that you yeah. gravitate to and like these are the things. Yeah. For sure. So, um, you know, Instagram is uh, Captain Chris Adams with underscores between, you know, Captain underscore Chris underscore Adams. Um, and, and it's funny you bring that up about like website and different things like that. I, I'm actually, this is w another one of those things that because I'm going to be down for a few months, uh, due to surgery, I'm kind of rebranding a little bit because I used to do so much more in terms of, you know, rod building and, you know, doing some fly tying stuff and, and doing that stuff, which now I'm, you know, I work remote for Mudhole and I guide. That is it. There's no more, like, I'm not building rods for people. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. I, I would gladly give any free advice that anybody has if they want to get into it or if somebody just messages me on Instagram. I have no problem telling them, like, buy this or don't buy that or this is what you do. But, you know, I, I am going through the process of – because my current website uh, is adamsflyco.com. Uh, so, you know, clearly the Adams being my last name. I have been very, very surprised at how many people think that my name is Adam and that it's <laughs> Adam's possessive fly cup, yet there is no apostrophe in between the S. I've been very surprised at how many think my name is Adam because it's fly cup, when in reality my last name is Adams. So going through the process of doing a little rebranding stuff uh, and just just doing, you know, charters and, and whatnot. Um, I, I do concentrate in the Bay, uh, Biscayne Bay in, in Miami. I, I'm not somebody that there's so many great guides down here that fish in Biscayne Bay for bonefish permit tarpon. You know, there's some snook that run around here. You can do a lot of different things. Uh, and then there, they also transition and fish in Flamingo in Everglades National Park. Um, you know, there's, I've got friends that do it. I know a ton of great guides that do it. I'm trying to do one thing really good. And, you know, um, rather than venture into the park and to Flamingo and try to learn that and try to do the bay and try to do all that, um, I'm just going to be, you know, if, if you want to catch a bonefish or a permit um, on artificial light tackle or a fly, that's that's my goal. That's where I want to try to be the best that I can be at that. Um, people laugh at me. You know, I'm, I'm not a, quote, tarpon guide. I run into tarpon all the time. We catch them. Uh, but I am I would say I'm not the guy that you book for tarpon season. I just I, I just don't do that's not my strength. That's not what I'm concentrating on. You know, I don't mind doing it. I like catching them. Um but I just, I'm not saying that I don't care about them, but if it's the same thing about um, whether it was in Mosquito Lagoon or whether it was down here, if somebody was like, hey, I want to catch a bonefish or a permit or something, and like, I don't care if we anchor up and throw bait, you know, I, I will do that, but I know that you'll probably have a better experience with someone that does that more than I do, um, because... 
some of the places that I find fish on a regular basis and how I concentrate in finding those fish is not just like sitting there with bait. You know, I don't have anything against it. I don't yeah. like bad mouth somebody that catches bonefish or permit on crabs or, or shrimp or whatever. Um, the, the good thing here is you don't just have to like anchor up, for example, you know, and like float a bobber. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, cause I've had, I've had clients that are like, well, I'd really like to, I want to catch a bonefish or a permit and I want to catch them on artificial. I want to see them. I want to hunt them down. That's how I like to fish. I'm constantly looking for fish and pulling. I, I never like to sit still for anything. Um, but you know, if somebody's like, well, and I'll ask him, I'll be like, well, how, you know, skill level in this. And it's great when you have them for two or three days. And, you know, if you, if you've got to bring out a live crab to, to help them do it, if they're willing to do that, great. If they don't want to do it, you know, I'm not going to push them to do it yeah. because I, I would rather fish and catch them artificial <laughs> as well. Um, I also like, I also think that, uh, it earns, they they earn their stripes a little more because, you know, they're going to go out there with an artificial or a fly and they're going to notice how just assholes permit are. And <laughs> you can't just like walk off a plane and walk down a dock and go out and, and catch your first permit you see. You got to earn it a little bit, right? Oh so, my God. You... you know, you know, I'm not, again, you know, I'm not going to badmouth anybody or put anybody down that wants to catch them on live bait because it's still an incredible fight. And the experience is just mind-blowing for sure for people that don't get to do it or don't get to see it. But, you know, I, I try to hone in on what I really love to do because I have people that will turn around and go like, man, you, you're like really into this. Or like, you know, you're really passionate about it when they catch your first bonefish on fly or they catch it on, you know, when we throw light tackle at them that's not, you know, live shrimp or, or crabs or something like that. Like I get, I get jazzed, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to yell at you for, for making a mistake. I'm not a yeller, but I will get amped when you succeed. So, um, that's, that's just what I like to do. So that's, you know, like I said, some guys kind of do a lot of different things. I, I'm going to over the next where I'm headed, as you said, where I'm headed is yeah. I want to, I want to fish the bay I'll fish it when it's nasty. I'll fish it when it's slick. You know, it, it is a cool feeling when we put the boat in and it's like blowing and there's nobody else at yeah. the ramp. Yeah. It's, why, a, it's a cool feeling. Why, I is, really like why is that the best feeling? Because I 1000% not only agree with you, but I feel like I've even wrote about this at some point where I'm like, why is it when it's the shittiest weather, does it feel... I feel the most full. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's like, you know, when you, if you're an athlete of some sort, I mean, I, I was an athlete in school and when you're up against, you know, the most odds is when everything's the most rewarding, you know, I mean, when you, when you have somebody that's, you know, not flip pallet on the, then you've got somebody that, you know, you've got, you've got somebody that is not, the best of the best, which is totally okay. And then you've got bad conditions and then you make it happen. Oh. Like they feel it, you feel it. And then you come back to the dock and they're just like, yeah, we, we pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and we caught one fish or we caught 10 fish. It doesn't matter. Even if you catch one and it's cloudy and it's blowing like hell and that's, that's the win. 
you know, like if you go out and it's so perfect weather and you catch them, sometimes people are like, well, yeah, yeah. did you see what today was? You had full sun, you had this, you had that. And not that it's not as fulfilling because it is, it's great. It's always fun when you can catch them. But man, there is, there is just something about when it's like <laughs> you're at the boat ramp alone and then you come back and it's like, yeah, we, we caught one or five or two, whatever you caught them, man. Yeah, it was from hell. You know, like you come back, it was just brutal. So yeah, that's that's more that's more exciting. That's you know, that's yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. It makes me think of stone crab season because I, you know, you put your traps in the water right before it's the shittiest time of the year, and then you take your traps out of the water right before the shittiest part of the year ends. So you right. literally fish the shittiest part of the whole year and. People are always like, how are you so successful? How do you find these crabs? I'm like, I commit to it. We go. We go. Life or death, we are going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mariah. Yep. (laughs) I will kill everyone on the boat before I don't we don't go pull traps. We're we're giving it hell. (laughs) We're giving it hell. And it's been scary, but I honestly sometimes feel like that's one of the reasons why I like it so much because Sure. I'm the only one on the water, the only one out there doing it with my crazy friend, Mariah, who, why she commits to going with me, I have no idea, but no, it's all good. I, I, mean, I get I, excited. I'm like, oh, it's going to be nasty out. We're oh, almost yeah. going to die. This is going to be great. Yeah. Well, you got the, or <laughs> you might as well go, you know, like what else are you going to do? Like sit down and watch it be nasty. That's no fun. I don't know. People do that though. You know, people do do that. I get text messages or stuff. I don't fish with anybody or doing much. And the people I do are committed to it like I am. But people are like, oh, well, I don't know. It looks like it might rain. I'm like 20% chance of rain. Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely sit at home. Just might. It might rain. Are, like, are you from Florida? <laughs> like, do you know? Right. Like when you know, that's when they were like, oh, yeah, a hurricane's going to come and you're going to get like category one stuff. And you're like, OK, so just a just a regular afternoon in the right. summer. <laughs> right. That's it. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. We had that like three days. Ago. Right. Yeah. Got no it. Doubt. Got it. OK. This one just has like a, a like a category attached to it. Not just summer rain. <laughs> right. you guys just named it. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But I think that's why, because I've had people go like, well, why don't you do half days or three quarter days too, you know? Because I'm, I would say I'm sort of ish unique on that, but I, I really, really only try to book full days and it's merely because so much can happen with the weather and the wind out there that, you know, I understand people's schedule. Don't get me wrong. But what I also feel bad is, is somebody getting motivated to come fish. And, you know, there's a lot of times that, you know, we have horizon clouds down here a lot. So even this past weekend, it was a bluebird morning. There was not a cloud in the sky, but there was a solid line of clouds on the horizon out east. So like, yeah, the sunrise was at seven, but we didn't have good light until nine. You know, and then if you get somebody that's like, yeah, you know, I want to catch a bonefish or a permit and I want to look at them and I want to this, but I can only fish four hours. And then it's like, so we're going to fish from seven to 11 and you might only have like a little bit of light. And so I try, I try to get people to book a full day because I won't like, I won't put a time limit on it, you know, because 
you can at that point you can fish two tides almost you get a, a full different kind of gamut of different sun angles different wind different so like we'll go at seven sometimes we won't put it on the trailer till like five but it's fine by me because i'm doing it because i like it you know I, I get if guys have been doing it 40 years and they're just like a little burned out or a little you know just it just wears on you for sure you know but that's it's not why you know i got back into it yeah. so i think that is very unique i don't I don't keep up with a lot of like, I don't even have a lot of friends that are guides to begin with. And the ones that I do, I don't necessarily keep up with like what their pricing is or schedules are or things of that yeah. nature. It's more of just like, if someone mentions it to me, I'm like, Oh, I have these friends in my pocket. I'm going to make a suggestion to someone if it comes in conversation, but I don't right. really keep up with it. But I would definitely say that that is unique. And I like that you're, just sticking to your lane and like, this is what I like. This is what makes me happy. And this is what I want to share with people. And this is what I want to capitalize on instead of saying like, I have to do all these things to be successful because you don't, you have your, you have a niche. It's niche to you. And it's important to stay true to that because this is fun, right? It's supposed to be fun. Right. And yeah, no, Staying true to your brand and what makes you and everyone else happy at the end of the day is very important. And I would 100% say that that can get lost a lot of the times. Like, well, I'm dead at this time of the year, so now I have to do tarpon fishing. Or I don't want to do that kind of fishing, so I have to do tarpon stuff. And, like, I am on your side of this. Like, there's not a shot in hell that I would want to be part of the tarpon madness. Like, I like catching tarpon. Don't get me wrong. That is not what this is about. But guiding and the pressure, like, I hear these guys and the, the commitment and, and it's not that you're afraid of commitment to that. I know that's not what this is, but that is a whole beast of its own whole beast. Oh, yeah. and I will say I might be somebody that loves tarpon season more than anybody else. And the reason I love tarpon season more than anybody else is because now where I'm fishing, that's not tarpon season. <laughs> There are a lot fewer people there because everybody's trying to capitalize on doing the tarpon thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's great. Like, you know, you were asking about best times and all that. And, you know, the bay's unique because we can catch a bonefish literally every day of the year. We can catch one every every day of the year. It can be nasty, hot, cold, whatever. And, that, and that's great. You know, um, it might be little or it might be 13 pounds, you know, but during the the cooler months and the winter time you know you get less shots but you do have a chance of catching a giant fish and when i mean a giant fish well over you know double digit stuff i mean um you know we've caught a number of fish this year that are that are over 10 and up to about 11 and a half you know and and one of the guys that had never caught a bonefish in his whole life on a fly rod or actually any rod for that matter you know he goes out and he catches one that's like it taped you know i we don't weigh fish uh, on a boga grip. Right. Do so, you want to talk about educating people while you're on this subject? <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a scientist and I'm not whatever, but I just, I don't think the, the boga grip is, is the best option. You know, we, I mean, I'm, if I'm looking at a record or if I'm whatever, um, I went and talked to the guys at IGFA and, and I know that, some of the guys in Key West that chase records that are very good at it, men and women, 
Um, you know, I, I picked their ear a little bit. And, you know, you don't have to hang a fish by their jaw on a boga grip to be certified. Right. Um, there's a few different rules and stuff. But, um, you know, and of course, I'm sure the way that I would do it, somebody would have a problem with. And the way that somebody else does it, somebody else is going to have a problem with that. But, you know, if, if we ever do have to try to weigh a permit or weigh a bonefish, if, if somebody's just adamant about, like, I really need to get a weight on it, um, I do have a rubber-coated sling, so I'm not hanging a bonefish that is 10, 11, 11 and a half, 12 pounds by their jaw. Um, we do put them in a sling that really weighs very little. Um, it's actually a sling that was for, like, livestock, like weighing calves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, we put them in a sling, and of course, like we get out, we get in the water with them, um, so that they're not like flopping around the deck or any of that. So sling's wet, everybody's wet, the fish is wet. <laughs> we put it in, pick it up. If if somebody's got to have a picture, or if we're chasing something, because um, we've been close a couple times on a few line record stuff that we haven't been able to do yet, but we're getting close. Um, Using the sling to me, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to, a peanut gallery is going to get it. And I understand that. But, you know, to me, I think at least if we need to weigh a fish for that, and I'm talking like we do this hardly ever, this does not happen hardly ever. So rather than hanging a fish by their jaw, we put them in a sling, pick them up, you know, per IGFA rules, you have to be out of the boat anyway. You can't weigh, you can't weigh a record fish in the boat. So it doesn't matter. You got to be in the water with them, you know, or you got to be on a dock and they're dead, which is I was yeah. just going to say. Yeah. No, I, for tarpon, maybe. For tarpon, maybe. Because you can't just pick up a 200-pound tarpon. You know, and I get that. You know, there's there's more tarpon probably killed and hurt 10 times over than a record fish. But, you know, for bonefish, you got to be out of the boat. So we put them in a sling. Everybody's wet. Fish is wet. We pick them up. We measure it. We put it back in the water. So. In and out. Yeah. In and out. Yeah, I mean, I do a lot less damage than... You know, most people are hanging fish by their jaw and, and stuff like that. Or just even taking just photos, just just photos. Yep, yep. So that yeah. alone, I think, yeah, I'm sure somebody's going to have a problem. But everybody has a problem with any, everything. Like just taking a photo causes a lot of damage as well, like holding it and doing it. It's just it's so hard. Like I'm I'm guilty for it, too. Like I also want a photo of something, but I feel like I tend to get never get very good photos because I'm so adamant about like photo and then put it in the water and I'm mm -hmm. yeah. like the least photogenic person on earth. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, like doing something weird sure. and it's like, <laughs> just goes in the water. I'm like, ah, I don't know why I even wasted my time, but <laughs> I have the memory. Um, but of course, like, as you're saying this, like all I'm thinking of, and like, I don't want to change the subject, but I want to ask you like about the Josh Jorgensen thing with the tarpon. <laughs> if you have something to say about it because I feel like you're so good with your words and like I feel like you could say something in like three sentences that are just gonna be fucking hilarious <laughs> I mean I I am really not a person that's gonna uh, you know I'm not gonna fry anybody on social media or on a podcast for for doing something uh like taking a photo uh, I think possibly where it all went wrong was I felt like we didn't get a, I, I feel like we didn't get a straight story. Okay. Because I have, I have mad respect for people that 
caught record tarpon. Okay. That, that tarpon passed away, right? That, that tarpon died. They hung it and it got a record. Okay. So what my problem, I think with him and doing that was, you know, it wasn't a good look, right? I think it could, a little bit of education could have been put into it, but if he really, one of the uh, reasons that I heard was, well, a world record, right? You know, he's he's not new. I mean, you can say what you want about him being good or bad or nobody nobody likes him, but you should know well and good that you can't hand off a rod during a world record fish. You can't you can't do it. Um, they they hand it off the rod. So right there, that argument is null and void, right? Um, and then. You know, I, I think they did a poor, you know, uh, it, it was it was not well revived. I think I think we can all agree with that. So it, it's tough if if it was a world record and you fought it properly and it was on the proper tackle, you pulled it aboard and you took it in and you weighed it and it was a world record. I think so many less people would have had a beef with it. But the problem was, is that, you know, it clearly would have not been a world record because you passed it off um and then you just turned the fish away dead which let's all be honest we've caught a lot of fish you and me in in countries like that um i would have just taken it in and given it to you know the locals 100 percent. yeah they could have done more with it you know like i'm not gonna flay a tarpon but you know i've been to some some places that it, it could have been beneficial. I just I just felt like there were some smoke and mirrors. I feel like we were being lied to a little bit because, you know. Yeah. If, so. if it was a world record, then I, I it might be. I don't know. I'm not a tarpon expert. <laughs> but if you were going for a world record and you saw that fish was that big, should have never handed that rod off. 100%. If that, if that was going to be your excuse that, oh, we were going to, if we were going to do it. And then, then harvest that tarpon. That's fine. Yeah, it's harvest the tarpon then, you know, um, don't just like flop it back in the water. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry. I didn't want to make a discussion out of it. But <clears throat> we were kind of on that subject a little. And I was like, I feel like Chris would have something really good to say to this. And you did. And you did have something good to say to it. And it's a very fair statement. And it doesn't need any more time than we just gave it. But I, I agree with you. I, I think that's very, very fair. Yeah, very fair. Um, anywho. I want to let you go and here soon, but I wanted, I didn't, I meant to ask you this before, but I, I did want to just ask briefly touch, like if, if Crohn's affects you doing what you're doing at all, like, I know that it probably does like everything affects sure. us, but it obviously doesn't stop you and I'm not going through it. So I don't have a clue of what you might have to go through to get you to where you are, or be on the water all day, or how it works. And I'm excited that yeah. you're having surgery, and I'm hoping that this will help you. And I'm bummed that it's gonna it's gonna knock you out for a few months. It sounded like, like you're, it's like that and so, serious. I, I, you know, I'm somebody that's very candid about all of this, and uh, I have no problem talking and showing. And you know, my myself as well as my sister and my mother. You know, they they go and do. Crohn's and colitis walks and and I've been lucky enough to speak at some of these things and and it's great. Um, but yeah, I have, I'm 39 and I've battled, battled Crohn's, excuse me, 
since I was 16. So it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that just sucks. Right. Um, and of course it sucks, especially because it's like bathroom stuff. Nobody wants, nobody wants that. Um, but yeah, I've run through the gamut of infusions and shots and, you know, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the wife because, and, and all of the doctors and nurses and I have fun with them all because if I don't like joke and, and laugh and whatever, you can you can get to a really dark place really quickly if you're someone that has something that you're in surgeries or in you know chemos or in you know all those types of things. If you're in the hospital or you're in doctors' offices a lot, you can get down on yourself pretty quick. You can get to a dark place pretty fast. So you know I, I'm somebody that tries to joke around a lot and you know tell some of the, you know, my doctor or my nurse, like, oh, you know, I wore my gold Speedo today for my procedure and <laughs> it, because it helps me get through it, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I I do have probably the best team in the world at, at Mayo, so I go back to Jacksonville and see them. Um, but I, I did have a section out of my intestine back like 2008. You know, it, it helped me because there was a lot of scar tissue because um, it's just it's just like having your body attacking itself in, in certain areas and having open wounds in, in, in your bowels on a regular basis, you know, and I go through remissions and I go through bad times and whatever. And, um, but it, it, it's tough on the water because, you know, hydration can be tough for us people with Crohn's. Um, you know, I can't eat on the water. Or I'm like, I always joke, I'm like my I'm like the bird dog. Like <laughs> if I eat, you gotta take me out in twenty minutes or it's gonna get ugly. <laughs> so you know what what they really need is if I was a sponsored bass tournament guy, I would have like a modium on the side of <laughs> a big giant print, you know, like one hundred and forty four font with the modium logo. <laughs> one hundred and forty four. But yeah, you know it it sucks because you know, it's on your mind constantly. And you know, no, nobody's like as a, as a client, I'm sure nobody wants to like see me pooping in the water or having <laughs> to pull over and get out or, you know, and, and there is, you know, there's pain involved and stuff, but I granted it is what it is. If it, if it happens, it happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I've, after all of these years, I finally made the decision. The surgery is, you know, I'm going, I'm going to the bag you know, so they're going to, they're going to, I joke and say, they're going to turn me into a Ken doll. So it's, <laughs> I want to have a, no piping anymore. And, uh, but it's, it's funny because now that I've been talking to a few people and, and it's been, you know, when I was 18 years old, that as a Crohn's patient or ulcerative colitis or somebody like that, it, it looms in the back of your mind, like one of these days, this could happen. And I just remember being like an 18 year old kid, like, Oh, I'll die before that happens, you know, kind of thing. And then you realize what you go through for 20, 25 years or whatever. And then like you, I had a very, you know, like great encounter with somebody that's been in the industry, um, forever and ever was a guide, uh, and now works in the industry at a, in a day job in marketing. And this person was like, yeah, I've had, you know, I had that surgery and I've had it back for 15 years. And like, I'm standing there talking to them 
and I don't know, you know, and they, they're like, it changed my life. It was, it was the best possible thing. Like I don't have to be, you know, at Disney world with my kids always in the back of my mind, where the hell is a bathroom at? Or, you know, if I'm on the boat or if I'm, you know, if I want to go to a rock concert, I don't have to worry about like, what am I going to have to worry about that? So, you know, and, and I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to is it should make it better because, you know, I, I should be more healthy. I shouldn't have to fight the disease, you know, and should be able to eat. And then, you know, like, yeah, I'm carrying around this bag of poop if that's what it, if that's what it is. But, you know, I can not have to worry about just like snatching the truck off the side of I-95 into the woods really quick because I have to go to the bathroom, can't make it to a rest stop or a gas station. You know, I mean, that's, you know, and, and I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me because I meet people all the time that have things that are 10 times worse than what I have, or, you know, you never know until you live it. And uh, somebody might look at me and be like, I couldn't even imagine. But then I'm looking at somebody else going, I couldn't even imagine what they got or they're going through. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be fun, but it was when they were asking me, thankfully I had the option to pick, you know, they were like, well, when do you want to do this? And this was back in the winter time. And I'm like, well, look, I'm moving to South Florida and you are not going to ruin the summer of George. Like this is, <laughs> I'm not going to go through this, you know, like down here for me, anytime between April and September is the best time to fish for me, you know? We can, like I told you, we can catch them year round, but man, do I love, you know, March, April, as long as it's not blowing too hard all the way until, you know, September, as long as it's not too hot for the fish. But, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to ruin my summer when I can be out there on the sandbar in a speedo, like get out of here. So <laughs> they let me pick up like, yeah, we're going to do it in October. And then that way. You know, most people are like, oh, well, I don't want to ruin this or I won't do that. And I'm like, all right, well, it's not going to ruin my summer fishing. I'm going to do it in October so that I'm ready for my trout trip that I go on every year because I'm like a closeted trout weenie. I love, <laughs> I love to North Carolina and tying on my little 6X that breaks it to seven pounds and these little size 22 whatever with my, with my little bobber and split shot. And I love it. So. You know, October's going to be good. I'm laid up. I can watch college football. I'm not going to mess with my summer fishing. I'm not going to mess with my trout trip in December. So, you know, recovery is probably six, eight weeks, but that's like recovery of being normal, not being like, hey, you just went through surgery. Now you got to push a skiff around. So I should have, you know, a couple months to come after that, do a little do a little workout, a little rehab, you know, maybe some orange theory, some F45. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> little jazzercise, sweating. Jazzercise. You know, I, I don't know. So I'll, I'll be ready to go when the, when the fishing is great again, you know, come late winter, early spring. And uh, so, yeah, it just, cool. They, they, they always laugh though. They're like, Oh, you'll probably be back quicker. Cause when I had, a section of my intestine out. They call it a resection. In 2008 was when I was working at Trek, and they were like, "It's going to be six weeks." And I was in the hospital like five days, and like five weeks and three days, I was on a plane with a group of guys to Uruguay to host a trip. So it was like, 
I'm in, you know, yeah. I'm, I have that like little carrot or apple at, at the end of the, at the end of the stick there. So <laughs> there's not going to be too many days that I'm going to be able to walk into that garage and look at that skip just sitting there without, you know, I'm not going to do anything stupid, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be out there with my little, you know, ankle weights and walking and, you know, I'm going to be out there and down here in Del Boca Vista with Maud and the team. <laughs> swim, swim aerobics and I'm going to be back quick. So You're going to, you're going to eat this up. You're going to love, love swim aerobics. And I hope but so. you're going to yeah. just, you're going to have all these new old friends and like, you're just going right. to turn into like the geriatric crew at your house. Like, just... Sure. You know, cause we're going to have to talk about like, Oh, well, how does prune juice affect you? What about, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, it moves pretty good. Or, you know, I don't know if this bag's going to float much. I don't really, you know, is it going to be, you know, it's so every, you know, my friends were talking, they're like, we know you're going to eat it up. It's, it's yeah. going to be great. You're positive. And then yeah. one of my friends like, oh, well, I'm, I can sew and I'll sew you a little bag or something. And I was like, cool, we can, I said, we'll screen print it and say like, you know, Hey ladies, you know, take your eyes off my bag. My dick's over here or something, yeah. you know, yeah. eyes off the bag. The dick's over here. Or yeah. I don't know. You know, um, so. I know you're very positive and you're going to make this entire process. Like one of the most unique processes <laughs> ever. It's going to be like, I don't feel bad for you, but I obviously like empathize and you know, sure. I'm like, fuck, like feel bad. He's going through shit like this. Like, I don't, I, even if you stubbed your toe, like I'd be bummed yeah, about right. it. Like, fuck okay. dude, sorry. But I am so excited that you're getting to do this and like, it's a new journey for you. And hopefully yeah. this is going to be like life changing. It'll be, it'll be cool. I'm and this it's, person. It's you, yeah. And this person you talked to, like what an impact that they had on you. I, yeah special it was cool i mean that's part of the fishing industry that that is uh it's unmeasurable you know there's and, and of course we've been at this one an hour and 33 minutes and, and not to start another one but it's it's tough because that person had been in the industry a long time um i have been in it since i graduated college in 2006 so i came in at trek and worked a couple different jobs now i'm at mud hole back to god i mean you know i've been in it a little bit longer than most that, you know, and it's people don't realize how small the industry is and how many great people are in it. Um, and, and I think that's why sometimes, you know, some influencers or some YouTubers or whatever, they, they feel like they get a bad rap and it's like, well, but yeah, I know it's kind of the new thing, but you know, there's so many great, wonderful people in the industry that, you know, you need to do a little more and you need to, you need to make sure that, you know, you act right and you make great friends because there is more to just the hunting and fishing industry than, you know, getting free shit from Matthews, Bows or Daiwa or Shimano or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Some or something that they give out. I don't know. Whatever. Mud hole. But that's, it, that's it. But that's, that's why, you know, that's why so many people, when they come into the industry, they never leave because they don't want to leave. You know, it's, yeah, I could have probably gone to a, Fidelity or Merrill Lynch or something and made great money, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, That's it. I agree. Get yeah. that. <laughs> we, we don't need any of that. We need, we, no. we don't need any of that. Yeah. I'll be 
Oh yeah. That's it. That was perfect way to end it and say it. That was perfect. And we have a tendency to talk for an hour and a half with everyone. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's me and like poor hosting and I'm just haven't got my groove yet, but like we literally um, talk for like an hour and a half with everyone. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, I did a little I did a little homework to see what the hell I was getting into on this. I feel bad. I'm like, why do we talk to everybody for hours? I just get so excited to like talk to you guys. There's just so much good stuff. Like, anyway, go ahead, Mariah. I know you have something to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time I talk, right? (laughs) Sorry. No. I'm going to do an hour and a half with Mariah. So yeah. So get ready. (laughs) Get your beers going. Bourbon. (laughs) No, Chris, I just want to say we, we've, very much appreciate you sharing your story. And I think funny people, humorous people, um, have the most trial and tri- tribulations. And I think that's what makes us great and unique. And I appreciate that you're true to yourself and you, you just stay, stay the course and thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, can you just let us know like where people can find you again? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, on the gram, it's uh, Captain, or it's C-A-P-T, so abbreviated Captain underscore Chris underscore Adams. So Captain Chris Adams. And then, of course, uh, right now the website is adamsflyco.com. It will be moving to uh, Endless Flat Charters. Got a couple cool logos, got some stuff. I'll get you guys some stickers and a little bit of stuff. But, yes. yeah, it's going to be, you know, I... I don't know. It's it's just something that I wanted to do. I think right now is a good time to do it, you know, when I'm going to be down for a little and, and let Google do its thing and, and whatnot. But I, I want to be charters, charter only, you know, all the other things, like I said, that I was doing. But it'll be endlessflatcharters.com. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to find me. And, of course, I'll have some redirects and stuff in there in case you type in some of the old stuff. But <laughs> that, that is that. Fuck so. yeah. I'm – do it, man. Do it. You deserve it. You've worked hard. You're good at this shit. Everybody would. You're a great time to be around. I don't think you and I have ever gone fishing, and I don't even need yeah. to. Like, we just. Yeah. I have a hell of a time just, like, passing you on the highway, and you're like, did you just drive by me? And I'm like, yeah, we're all both going down to fish right. <laughs> at 2 o'clock right. in the morning. <laughs> no doubt. So, I've. Oh, yeah, and you guys are welcome anytime, you know. I, I told you I don't fish with many people, but you guys are okay. Ah, uh, we'll see them all out. <laughs> well, yeah. it happens. It happens. Yeah, right. uh, but, anyway, just to let everybody know, I will put – all of Chris's current information in the notes on the podcast. And then once he gets the new, when his new website is up and running and things, I will change it. So all of this current information will be correct. No matter at what point you listen to this. Damn. I paid good money for this. I better get the. <laughs> well, with that being said, guys, follow us on Instagram at behind fishing lines You guys can check us out at BehindFishingLines.com to leave a comment or suggestion of topics that we can cover. And for those that cannot leave a review, go ahead and leave us an emoji on our Instagram. And Chris, you get to pick the emoji of the day, so... Uh, you know, I think you need... Is is the little shit pile emoji still? still? Yes, yes. We'll we'll bring some positivity... 
Don't put me on the spot. We'll make the little shit pile emoji a positive emoji for once. So okay. we'll put that game for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, leave us the shit emoji. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Awesome. Thanks.